Do you wish somebody wrote down the recipe for your parenting challenges? Did you want tips and tricks to become a better mama for you and your babies? I know I do. If you're a mother who feels that you are doing the best you can with the hands you've been dealt, but you're still getting it done, then this podcast is for you. I'm so glad you tuned in to Nailed It Motherhood because we might have the recipe that nobody wrote down. What's up, everybody? It's your host with the most, one more time, Tamara Eldridge. And I have a special treat for you in this bonus material today. After a fantastic conversation, there were some items of business that our special guest, Arne Tate, wanted to address, rather further explain. So we kept the conversation going. One of the questions that wasn't touched on thoroughly, but was brought up in I Have a Story to Tell, was why did Arne choose to stay so long? She felt like there were more details that needed to be provided. And here's what she had to say. So you have mentioned um, something about staying in the marriage longer than what you should. Um, And that's something I can attest to. And I felt like I know one of the reasons I stayed as long as I did was for the kids, thinking that it was going to help the kids. Um, But as we have gone through things and I'm seeing things from a different light, especially for my daughter who was there, you know, for all of it. I wonder if me staying so long made it worse for her in a way. Um, And I was just talking to one of my friends in conversation and she kind of mentioned it one day because I was just talking about how my daughter processes things. Like my daughter is a very nonchalant, not, really a very expressive type person in general. Um, And I sometimes wonder just going through life and looking at different situations, like did me staying and trying to give them that family, did it maybe hurt them in some ways because I stayed too long, you know? So that that's a very fine line and it's a very hard line, you know, to walk or to straddle. Um, but I definitely, anyone who is dealing with that or has dealt with that, I, um, just encourage you to definitely lean on the Lord in that situation and, um, ask God for the clarity because that's literally what it was for me. I said my prayer and it was like, God, if, if I'm supposed to be done, like give me the clear cut sign that there's no questions, make it visible. And in less than six hours, I had all the proof that I needed. So just lean on the Lord um, and know that you and your babies will be okay. Like either way, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, you're going to struggle. Yes, you're going to have some days where you're going to cry your eyes out and you're going to feel like there is no way. But just know that you'll be good. Lean into the Lord. Lean into who you are or who you're becoming you know, and know that you'll be good. That's powerful. Um, I have two questions, two main questions coming from that. Have you ever had the conversation with your daughter about that? I have not um, because this is something that I guess I kind of just 
came to the realization to not too long ago myself. And I'm still, I guess, trying to process it for myself. Because when, you know, my friend said it to me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I immediately just start crying because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, did I really make it worse for them by trying to make it better? You know, Um, because that wasn't the goal. You know, that was not the plan. That was not the goal at all. It was always to try to make it better for them. So it's a conversation that we definitely need to have. Because, like I said, I believe in everybody having their opinions and their feelings. And I want they're validated. So I want to make sure that I am in a in a place where I can fully accept and process everything that she says to me um, because I don't want to come from an emotional spot and then I'm just responding. I want to be able to take it and absorb it and process it, you know, and make yeah. sure she feels validated in her feelings. That's very mature. It's hard, but I try. <laughs> That's that's a skill that I need to take and listen to. Even, even with my child being as young as she is, I think I need to start learning that now. Yes. Um, I, one of the things I will say, once I really accepted the phrase, two phrases, it is what it is. And it's okay to agree to disagree. Once I really accepted it and understood it to me literally it's okay you have your opinion I have my opinion we don't have to agree and it's okay and we can move on once I really grasped that and started living with that I feel like it changed the dynamic completely for me in all areas of life so that is like my go-to it is okay to agree to disagree and we can go on and we can be fine And so it's harder to take that approach with your children. But my daughter is 20, you know, your baby is four. So it might be a little harder (laughs) with her. But, you know, my daughter, she's an adult, even though she still lives at home and I do everything for her. You know, I still have to respect the fact that she's an adult and she has her own opinions and feelings. So I try to um, consider that at all times. Don't like it. Don't always want to do it. But I try to. Okay, so now my question, do I go to the question that I had or do I follow up (laughs) (laughs) with the question that I have now? (laughs) You can give me both. I know we went over, but you can give me both. This is bonus content. Yeah, this is bonus. This is bonus. But when did you get to that place where you allowed yourself to respect your child? And and I don't say that in a bad way. Because so here here's my dilemma as a parent. I'm in a position where I am stuck with a gentle parenting generation. Mm-hmm. And uh this is the way we were raised. Mm-hmm generation and that's why your child is like that Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to mesh the two Mm -hmm. because and I had this conversation with a parent literally maybe three days ago I don't think gentle parenting works for all kids absolutely not and mine is one of them (laughs) 
I'm serious. Like I can try to have a flat out conversation with her and she'll look me dead in my face. And when I give her space to have a voice, even at the age of four, she doesn't talk when I want her to talk. She'll look me dead in my face and do exactly what we just talked about not doing. And it's, I repeat myself like eight, nine times. And there's only so many times that I can repeat myself. Mm -hmm. Only so many times. Mm -hmm. I get it. So what I will say um, with a four-year-old, she is at the place where she is finding her voice and she is finding her limits Um, And she is trying to figure out who she is as a four-year-old, right? And these babies, they know their mamas and they know what buttons to push and when to push them and how. And I I so agree. Everybody does not deserve gentle, or I shouldn't say deserve. Everybody cannot be gentle parents, right? It doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, I understand, I guess, the idea and the concept behind it. But I also understand life be life and and there's real life situations. And we all know that what applies for one does not work for the masses, right? Um, So I would encourage you, mom, to uh, practice patience. I know it's easier said than done. Practice patience. Um, Understand that it can't always go the way that you want it to go or that you think it should be. And yes, that may change the outlook on things, but there's a reason behind it. And it's hard because you feel like, you know, I'm the parent, I'm the adult. Like I've been doing this. I'm the one who provides for you. I take care of you. And so it's almost kind of like a slap in the face, but there has to be like, I just always believe there has to be a reason. I don't know what it is and I don't understand it today. I'm probably not going to understand it or know what it is tomorrow, but maybe next week or next month, or it might be a year or two from now, this moment will come back to me and I'll be like, Oh, okay. And I've had that happen. Um, Cause when I tell you my daughter, so I told you my daughter was a preemie and they literally told me she was 23 weeks when she was born. One pound, 4.6 ounces, wow. 12 inches long. They told me um, that she wouldn't live. And they said, if she did live, expect her to be a vegetable. Wow. Um, at the same time, uh, when she was born, they told me when she was born, don't expect her to cry. Don't expect her to move. Don't expect her to do anything. Well, she came out on her own. The doctor was not in the room. Um, She flew out on her own and she came out kicking and screaming and hollering. Um, And I'll never forget. It was a little older black lady who was my nurse. And she said, I'm going to tell you now your baby is going to be fine. Um, She said, you know, you've been telling the doctors that. And I was, I kept telling the doctors that. um, And they had even caught the psych ward on me because they were like, you need to accept the reality of the fact that your child is one is not going to make it. And I'm like, no, she'll be fine. Um, but the lady, she said, you have a feisty little young black girl. And because of that, that's going to keep her. And when I tell you that has been her personality, literally from that moment till now, she's one of those kids that we could have a conversation. Tori, you did this. Yes. Why did you do this? Because I felt like it. 
you know you're going to get in trouble for it. Yes. And you did it anyway. Yes. Okay. So now I have to stick to my grounds as a parent because you decided that you was going to stick to you. And that's just her personality. Like whatever she puts her mind to, she's going to see it through. She know the consequences might be bad, but she's going to see it through to the end. And it took me, I just had to really learn and kind of accept it. And we just got to deal with it from what it is. I'm cracking up. But I'm also kind of getting emotional. But like I said in um, giving us grace episode, I'm a thug. Um, (laughs) Because that's, ooh. Mm-hmm. I I'm feeling I'm we are absolutely connecting for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's Tavia, the fierce little black girl. She's a absolutely a leader. Mm-hmm. And that conversation that you just gave as an example is Tavia all day. Mm-hmm. Why did you just do it? Because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like. Well, where does the conversation go from here? Yes. And what am I supposed to do as the parent, right? Right. In because a situation. You knew it was wrong. Yes. Because we had that conversation about it. And you just told times. me you knew it was wrong. And you knew you were going to get in trouble for it. But you did it anyway. Right. So what am I supposed to do now? Exactly. <laughs> call me, girl. Listen, I can help talk you off the ledge. Just call me, okay? Send out the bat the signal. Ledge, I got you. We're going to have to put a lock on the ledge window. Um, okay, so the other question. You asked God for signs. Mm-hmm. And you said within six hours, mm-hmm. he gave them to you. Mm-hmm. What were your next steps? And how quickly he acted quickly. He acted super meant He was trying to tell you. <sighs> Being what truthful and honest, I knew it. I'm going to say I knew it, but I was still trying to hold on. You know, like I said, the pulling literally with the nails coming off, ripping off and bleeding. That was me. That's that's got to be the only reason I seen I seen that image because that was me. Right. Um. So I was like, okay, God, like, and literally my prayer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But you usually don't see an image when you don't want to see an image. You probably had the image in a different form Mm. right in front of you Mm -hmm. so many times before, Mm -hmm. but you refused to see what it was. Yes. Because you have your blinders on. But you ready to see it when you did see it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so literally, my literally was, Lord, if this is supposed to be it, if I'm supposed to be done, make it clear as day to me. Make it so I can't question it. I can't go back and forth about it at all. That I just know that I know. I prayed that prayer before I went to bed that night. It was like 10 o'clock. And. I have been going back and forth about things. I was stressing like I wasn't sleeping or anything. And I slept so peacefully that night. And the next morning when I woke up, which was probably about five, five thirty, 
when I tell you I had all that I needed right there in front of me, it was right there and it was plain as day. And it had been like, it was a lot. And I was like, okay, God, I see it. And so um, I didn't address it immediately. I just sat there with it for a few hours. I was off work um, at the time because I was recovering from a surgery. Um, I had just had a, a cyst removed from my ovary. So I was off work, um, got the kids up ready for school. My daughter was, was she in school still? Yes, she was in school. Got my daughter off ready for school. Um, my son was homeschooling at the time during that virtual thing because um, this was during the pandemic. And I sat there for a few hours and just absorbed it and dealt with it because it was something that I had, but I had to open it to watch it. And I didn't open it, but I knew because I had it that that was what I needed. Just I just knew. So it took me a few hours to sit with it and I opened it and I watched it and I sat with it probably for another hour or so. And I remember I called my sister and I said, um, me and my kids are coming to stay with you. I'll be there this evening, get the room ready. And that was it. And I um, let them get through school and I got my kids and we left. Um, I felt like had I not actually left that it wouldn't have come through clear that I was done. Um, and I needed that to be known that I was done, that I had done all I could. I had taken all I could take and I was done. And so that's how it went. And I even remember before the divorce was finalized, I had a conversation with God and um, it was like, it's done. Like you're, although the divorce is not finalized on paper, it's finalized. And I remember telling my friends this and they were like, Arnett, you crazy. You can't do that. And I was like, no, like seriously, when I tell you I had a conversation and I'm not making it up, like, no, I seriously had a conversation with God and he told me it's done. And so it's done. So my heart, my mind, my conscience is clear. Not that I was out doing anything at that time, but it's like, it was, it was clear. I was done. And God said it was done. So as long as we knew it was done and I communicated to you that it was done, it was done. So you just have to tune in, be in tune and listen. Be, you have to be willing to, cause we say prayers and I don't think we always really want the true answer. So that's the thing you have to be ready and willing to accept whatever the answer may be. And then getting to that place is hard, you know, to, face that reality that this picture that you painted is may not be what you really thought it was, but you have to mentally be in that space. So that's real. That's yeah. good. Thank you for sharing that extra tidbit. I think that that was equally as important as everything else from your episode. So thank you. Thank you. I truly hope that you are loving the Nailed It Motherhood podcast because I know that I am loving introducing you to new guests who have so much to say. 
if you are listening and you say to yourself, well, goodness, I have something that I want to share with the parenting world too. Well, by all means, please apply to be a guest on the show. You can do that by completing a guest application at the link in the comments. And if you are chosen to be on the show, you will receive an email directly from Nailed It Motherhood welcoming you to our guest list with next steps for scheduling, preparation, and more. If you want to hear more personal parenting stories, subscribe to our website, nailedatmotherhoodpodcast.com, and find us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to follow, like, rate, and share so we can keep the conversation going. Until next time, keep on nailing it and take notes, y'all. Bye.